Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning and welcome. Come into this, our circle of caring. Come into this community of gentleness, of justice and love. Come and you shall be refreshed. Let the healing power of this people touch you. Let loving kindness and joy pass through you. Let hope infuse you. And peace be the law of your heart. In this human circle, caring is a calling. All of us are called. So come into our circle of caring. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Essex Church, where our community of Kensington Unitarians gathers each week. On Sunday mornings, like this morning, and on other days of the week for all sorts of activities. We're here, I think, knowing that a community is greater than the sum of its parts. Together, we can explore more deeply we can sing more passionately, we can feel more fully. As Unitarians, we value the diversity of the paths of faith and belief that we humans take through life. Our banner here shows symbols from many of the world's religions, and we value them all for the perspectives they bring. But in this community of the spirit, we encourage one another to explore our own perspectives and then to put our faith into action. We gather here to connect with ourselves once more, with one another and with something greater than ourselves, to put to one side any burdens or grievances, any fixed ways of thinking and being, and instead open ourselves to the possibility of inspiration, of hearing perhaps a still small voice within that encourages us to move forward in life, accepting what is and making the best of all that we've been given. So let's take a moment now to take a conscious breath, gently breathing in and out. And as we breathe, increasing our awareness of being here now together with one another in this present moment, a time of potential, a time of possibility. We like this chalice as a symbol of our faith, that by its light may our vision be illumined, by its warmth may our fellowship be encouraged, and by its flame may our yearnings for peace, for justice, and for the life of the Spirit be enkindled. Welcome, everybody, this morning. As you came in this morning to the room, you'll have been welcomed and offered a flower. And in a moment, we're going to listen to a lovely Vorjak duet, songs my mother taught me. And I'm going to invite you to think about Mothering Sunday and all this day brings. We share the human condition of being born. And together, surprise, surprise, we're going to encompass a great spectrum of experiences of being parented and perhaps parenting. 
Some of us will have received the best of care, whilst others have lives affected by poor parenting, with perhaps unresolved issues affecting us even now. Some of us have recently lost a parent. Some of us perhaps could not have children or are estranged from our children. Some of us wish we could do more now for those we love. Mothering Sunday brings memories both joyful and painful. And so I invite you to spend some time reflecting on your own experiences of caring and of being cared for. And then, as we listen to the music, I invite you to come out and to place a flower. And do raise a hand if you would like a flower and don't have one yet. And if you don't want to stand up and come out, do give your flower to somebody else to place in the bowl. Let's come out as we feel moved and silently place our flower in our bowl to express our feelings on this day. Let's perhaps think of the spirit with which we uh, placed our flower just now as we enter a time of prayer and reflection together. Great Spirit, God of our hearts and our understanding, be with us this day and guide our hearts and minds to paths of love. I ask for a blessing on all those who care, on all parents grandparents, teachers, carers, neighbours, friends, all those who take on the important task of raising future generations and helping our society to work well. Bless the world's children with good enough care that each and every child might receive the basics for their upbringing. That no child needs suffer for lack of basic care. Clean water, adequate food, access to education and health care, and most importantly, to love and affection. So let us now, in a moment of stillness, give silent thanks for those who have brought us up who have taught us to love, who have touched our lives and influenced us. As the troubles of our wider world are ever present, let us take a moment to send our thoughts and prayers to all those who suffer this day, those who live in situations of tyranny or oppression, those whose lives are blighted by warfare, the people of the South Pacific affected by that destructive cyclone other people and places that may be in your minds. Let us send our thoughts and prayers this day. And may we, each of us in our different ways, find ways to walk a path of love in the days ahead. 
with love for ourselves, with love for others, with love for the precious world in which we live, love for the gift of life itself, this day and all days. Amen. This is an excerpt from Chicken Soup for the Soul, uh, The Gentlest Need by Fred Wilhelms. At least once a day, our old black cat comes to one of us in a way we've all come to see as a special request. Doesn't mean that he wants to be fed, or to be let out, or anything of that sort. His need is for something very different. If you have a lap handy, he'll jump into it. If you don't, he's likely to stand there looking wistful until you make him one. <coughs> Once in it he begins to vibrate almost before you stroke his back, scratch his chin and tell him over and over what a good kitty he is. Then his motor really revs up, he squirms to get comfortable. Every once in a while one of his purrs gets out of control and turns into a snort. He looks at you with wide open eyes of adoration. He gives you the cat's long, slow blink of ultimate trust. After a while, little by little, he quiets down. If he senses that it's all right, he may stay in your lap for a cosy nap, but he's just as likely to hop down and stroll away about his business. Either way, he's all right. In our household, he isn't the only one who has that need. I share it, and so does my wife. We know the need isn't exclusive to any one age group. Because I'm a teacher, as well as a parent, I associate it especially with youngsters, <coughs> with their quick, impulsive need for a hug, a warm lap, a hand held out, a coverlet tucked in, not because anything's wrong, not because anything needs doing, just because that's the way they are. There are a lot of things I'd like to do for all children. If I could do just one, it would be this, to guarantee every child, everywhere, at least one good purring every day. Kids, like cats, need time to purr. Yeah, there are rules about preaching. I've been on courses, you know. This just doesn't come naturally. And, uh, well, you know, you could probably make up the rules for yourselves. One is don't moan, don't rant, don't go on and on and about your own pet issues. So I'm only going to allow myself one rant this morning. I decided to get it out of the way early on. I've done it before, this one. So here it is. If I ruled the world... I'd ban all advertising on TV that was directed specifically at children. Everyone should have the experience of sitting watching TV with a child here in the UK sometimes. I think then you join my campaign. 
because it would be an unusual child indeed who could see through the cynical methods used by advertisers to convince them that their only path to happiness is to possess the latest toy or game or to take their entire family out for a day at an overpriced theme park (laughs) or to eat the latest frozen food or chocolate bar stocked by every local supermarket. I've been complaining about advertising aimed specifically at children ever since my children were young and during this time the governments of Norway, Sweden and Greece as far as I know have banned such adverts on TV but not yet here in Britain and I live in hope to see a change. And what does this have to do with the uh, subject of today's address? Well, I'm probably not the only parent and grandparent to have had to listen to a child explaining to me that they really need the latest dot, 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 fill in the gap, to be followed by my reply. You think you need dot, 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 but really you just want it. Now, this is not an argument that would ever convince any determined youngster, is it? And it needn't convince any of you today, because for simplicity's sake, I am merging the meaning of various words. Want, need, long for, yearning. Today, let them all converge into one feeling. And it's a feeling, I I suspect, a life experience that we will all know well. We all know what it is to want, to yearn for, to need, to long for something, someone. We know it on a biological level, for we have bodies that send us clear messages. Our physical selves send messages to our brains telling us of our needs for water, for food, for sleep, for safety, for a breath of fresh air, perhaps. Yet even at a biological level, our needs can become masked. And it takes time and effort sometimes to sort out what it is we really need. And that's all part of growing up. And it's a lifelong task, getting to know ourselves better, learning to explain ourselves to ourselves as well as to others. I foolishly took a child to Hamley's toy shop just after Christmas and a trip that ended in tears... Theirs, not mine, but I tell you I was close at one point. That trip ended in tears because he did not have enough money to buy the toy he really needed. Only later, hours later, was he able to explain his tears by telling me, I think I was a bit tired. As adults, as well as in childhood, it's valuable, I think, to develop our ability to assess our own biological and emotional states and to learn to dig a little deeper, as that child did. Yes, I feel as if I really need a slice of pizza, but really I perhaps could do with some fresh air and a good chat with someone I trust. Of course, for the spiritually enlightened amongst us, there is another level, expressed beautifully by Wendell Berry in the poem we heard earlier on. Clear in the ancient faith, what we need is here. All that we need is here, now. It's the message of the hymn we sang earlier with its verse, Drop thy still dews of quietness till all our strivings cease. Take from our souls the strain and stress 
and let our ordered lives confess the beauty of thy peace. Our hymn book didn't include the hymn's final verse that starts with the line, Breathe through the heats of our desire, thy coolness and thy balm. Oh, that line. It expresses for me something of what it is to be human. We are creatures of desire. We move towards sources of pleasure. And if we wish to be spiritually aware creatures living in a material and a sensory world, then it might be helpful to develop ways to assess our desires, to consider them as messages from ourselves to ourselves, as well as from the world in which we live. Now, today is not the day to explore the nature of our addictions, but most of us, I suspect, carry an addictive streak one way or another, be that for traditional addictions, tobacco, alcohol, drugs, prescription or otherwise, or addictions that hide in in other forms, for work or for exercise or for certain foods or, one of my favourites, being right. or having to do things in a certain way. Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung wrote extensively about addiction, about human desire as ultimately a spiritual yearning, a longing for another dimension beyond the material plane. He wrote about one of his clients. His craving for alcohol was the equivalent on a lower level of the spiritual thirst of our being for wholeness, expressed in, these are Jung's words, medieval language, the union with God. A thirst for wholeness. That touches something important for me. I wonder if it does for you. The sense that perhaps all our yearnings are an expression of a perceived lack inside. A sense that something is missing, that we're experiencing an emptiness and that there is a possibility for fulfilment if only we can become clear what the lack is really all about. I'll be forever grateful to the therapist who in my 20s encouraged me to express my envy of another, an emotion that had been discouraged in my family when I was growing up. He taught me that envy is a useful signpost, telling me of a place I'd like to strive for in life. No longer an emotion to hide or to feel ashamed of. Merely a message. Merely a message about a path that might be calling to me. Simply a sensation waiting to be explored. Now, I think everyone was given um, a piece of paper as they came in today. It's got a mighty list upon it of possible needs. For those of you listening on a podcast at some future date, you can find this list online by searching for the Centre for Nonviolent Communication, also known as NVC. Now, NVC does not claim that this list is complete, but they list possible human needs under seven headings. A need for communication, a need for connection, a need for physical well-being, for honesty, for play, a need for peace, for autonomy, and a need for meaning. Within all human interactions, NVC would say, are needs. And the more we explore these needs, both in ourselves and in others, 
then the more authentic and effective will be our communications with one another and indeed with ourselves. It is so human to seek an unmet need, to seek to meet an unmet need in a roundabout sort of a way that may end up causing us more difficulties and even greater sense of estrangement, perhaps. As a teacher, I'll always remember the children who sought attention through challenging behaviour and in doing so caused more disturbance and then they received less of the love and the care and the acceptance that they were really yearning for. It's painful to watch this in children. And it's even more poignant to realise that the unmet needs of our childhoods are affecting most of our adult lives, one way or t'other. For me, the greatest gift that NVC's list of possible needs offers is the realisation that just as I have needs, so do other people. And the more I can work in communication and conversation to express and explore our needs the more potential we have for true dialogue, true understanding, true love. If you have a look at the bottom of that sheet of paper, you'll find a version of Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This was a theory that he developed over decades, and in this, its later version, Maslow developed his idea that we're all ultimately seeking what he described as self-actualisation, the realising of our fullest potential and seeking of life's peak experiences. He took that then one stage further in recognising that we also have needs for transcendence, for going beyond the limitations of self to a stage in which we seek the fulfilment of others, an acknowledgement of our responsibilities to help others. I don't think I'm the only one here today that believes if we live for ourselves alone, our lives will lack full meaning. For we are bound to one another in a circle of caring. We are called to care for others and for ourselves and for this beautiful and troubled world of ours on which we live our days. Let us live well, everyone, and support others in doing the same. Amen. A blessing from John O'Donoghue. Blessed be the longing that brought you here and quickens your soul with wonder. May you have the courage to listen to the voice of desire, a voice that disturbs you when you have settled for something safe. May you have the wisdom to enter generously into your own unease, to discover the new direction your longing wants you to take. May the forms of your belonging in love, creativity and friendship be equal to the grandeur and the call of your soul. May the one you long for long for you. May your dreams gradually reveal the destination of your desire. May a secret providence guide your thought and nurture your feeling. May your mind inhabit your life with the sureness with which your body inhabits the world. May your heart never 
be haunted by ghost structures of old damage. May you come to accept your longing as divine urgency. And may you know the urgency with which God longs for you. Amen. Go well and blessed be.